Good morning. No, we are. This this music to music to cuddle by. Yeah. Hey. What are you trying to say, Dick? Hey, welcome to Morning's Lone Star. That's what I'm trying to say. We are broadcasting live, Facebook, Condros FM 104.5, 106.1, and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Welcome to today's show. It's the 27th, 9.01 right now. We're almost to the end of September, and we're saying goodbye. And uh, we do have a special guest today. That's right, and around 9.45, we're going to have Lindsay Ann Anderson Lehman with Taylor Teaching LLC. I think this week has been dubbed the homeschooling week. <laughs> right? Well, I think it's done a, a really good job at kind of breaking out a lot of the stereotypes. A lot of people don't know about homeschooling or what it involves or just kind of defining it. And I think we've gotten a good sample this week. Yeah. We should make it official Conroe or Montgomery County homeschooling week. Have a parade next year. Yeah. During uh, school hours. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. It's a good silence. I like it. Good morning. So how are you doing? You doing all I'm, right? I'm still waking up from the air supply. Oh, you don't like that? Yeah, that was uh, right, man. Sorry, very, man. very soothing and relaxing. Hey, guess what? You know what? It's 69 degrees out there. It's not even 70 yet. And the high is only going to be 81 today. Cool. Yeah. They said 10% chance of rain earlier, but driving up, I mean, it, there was droplets hitting my windshield and it's pretty darned overcast. So uh, no official rain in the forecast today, tonight. And tomorrow, but Saturday through the early next week, maybe some thunderstorms and highs getting nowhere near 90 on all these days. Well, there you go. It's going to be kind of a. Open the windows, air out the house. A little stuffy in here. Huh. It's all the hot air we blow on a daily basis. Yeah. That's it's it's that low pressure hot air. (laughs) But, uh,. Yeah. So since yesterday, doing anything cool? Uh, no, got a little work done. Um, actually enjoyed a evening at home with the misses last night. You know, I wasn't usually I'm running around going to rehearsals or something like that. I was actually able to hunker down, watch a couple of episodes of The West Wing, cooked a, uh, you know that that uh, hamburger pretty, helper. No, it wasn't hamburger uh, helper because you know we're trying to do the low carb thing. Do you know I've lost fourteen pounds? Since I thought the, it was your hair. Well, that probably helped. That's probably worth three or four pounds right there with my haircut. But it wasn't Hamburger Helper, although I miss Hamburger Helper tremendously. It was the... uh, I always feel like Hamburger Helper needed a little bit more help. (laughs) I mean, like, I know when I made it in college, I'd always add jalapenos or I had to add something to it. Well, Hamburger Helper is the baseline. It's, you know, you can just cook it as the box tells you and there you go. Or you can experiment with it. Now, I went the other Americana route. I took the... uh, chicken thighs and put them in the casserole dish and then uh, covered them with Campbell's cream of mushroom soup and, oh, yeah. and baked that. So that's Do you that. brine your chicken at all? Uh, usually I do. This this time I didn't. I was lazy. I just kind of threw it in the, the raw chicken in the casserole dish and it, it cooked and did just fine. But next time I'm cool. going gonna, gonna to brown the chicken. Before. I'm trying out the, the Instapot we got. The what? We got an Instapot, which is a brand. Oh, I thought it was a drug thing. It's like a pressure cooker. Oh, okay. So I've never I've used it before with my mother, but she's always the one that was in charge. But now when I'm cook, when I'm cooking it, it's like every recipe I've ever known in a crock pot is shortened by like two thirds. So I have no idea how it's gonna taste. My mom even goes, you know, what you probably need to do you probably need to make it first before you make it for anybody because you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> and I said, oh, okay, that's good. It's, 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 good, it's good to experiment. 
remember in Back to the Future Part Two, the the technology oh, was yeah, the hydration. Pizza. Yeah, it was just everything had been like dehydrated. What what was the movie where it was pills? Because you you take a pill and you're like mm, I'm full, and then like it'd be like supplements for you know, a meal. Boy, that could be any number of sci-fi movies or the little you know tofu cube. The size of a, a, a you know gambling die, you, you chew on it, and oh, I'm full. That was a pot roast and yeah. mashed potatoes. You know, I'm full of. I'm full out of uh, patience and waiting for this Kavanaugh. I feel like I subscribe to People Magazine Government Edition, and that's what I, <laughs> that's what I feel like I subscribe to, and dealing with all the news, everything that like now to get my news, I have to go to Google News Local because it's like it doesn't penetrate that, which is great. Yeah, uh, again, I, I try to, you know, if, if I find a headline from any number of sources, I'll try to find a, a route, uh, like a wire service, like AP, UPI, yeah. Reuters, uh, and, and see if anyone else has picked up on it. Now, it's, it's funny because the Associated Press, which once upon a time was venerated and is one of the three major wire what services. What venerated mean? Uh, you know, uh, revered in a... In a Venerated, but you know when venerable, it's like it's, an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Yeah, it's it's like because of its age and wisdom and stature, it should okay. be respected, kind of thing. Whatever. But they put out kind of a catchphrase today, which was, uh, "Will the Kavanaugh hearings end up just like the Challenger explosion, the JFK assassination, or the World Trade Center? A where were you moment?" And that just well, Missy, or one of our listeners, says she's simultaneously watching it. So, Missy, if you're listening right now, please say yes or no. Do you usually watch confirmation hearings? Yeah. When's the last time the confirmation hearing was done? Because well, then, like I said, like I feel like I subscribe to People Magazine mm-hmm. and voluntarily too. By the way, like it just hits me. Right. And I'm like, I don't know if I really care about this stuff, even though all the sensitive talk about it. But like, it, it just kind of weird weirds me out that the world wants me to be consumed by this. Well, here's and, the thing. Where was this with Gorsuch? Gorsuch. I, I'm sorry. I can't. Neil Gorsuch. Well, I mean, the only theory, and it's going to sound horrible, is this is like tactics are being planned out. Shadow mm-hmm. government tactic kind of thing. Like, when I say shadow government, it's not shadow government. It's like, it's kind of like that Feinstein woman saying, you know, we should, Kavanaugh should provide proof that he's innocent instead of vice versa, like the other way around. Yeah, that's where it's become right now. So many friends on Facebook are just basically, I saw a meme going around from several female friends who posted, unless you're a female who's been sexually harassed, you have no right to determine how long it takes to uh, report sexual harassment. I I have to disagree with that. Can I tell you something that's crazy? Sure. Holly told me a secret, told me, not a secret, but told me something happened to her Mm. at work. And I go, well, how do they handle it? Where work said, go to HR. Like, no one called the police. No one did anything. Well, it depends if it's a criminal activity or not. Well, it's more of, it was harassment from a patient's uh, patient's father. And I, and she goes, it's really strange because now hindsight, 20, you know, I'd go to the police because they didn't handle it. They just said, like, oh, this is what we'll do, a file report and all this kind of stuff. Because I was talking, I had a, I have dinner with my, my parents every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And I was asking him, uh, I was listening to a debate back in 2000 with uh, Stephen Fry and the Catholics. And basically the debate question was, is the Catholic religion or the Catholic church good for humanity today? 
uh, and it was really interesting. I've learned a lot of history. Wow, about, that's a deep one. Yeah, and I, uh, Stephen Fry was talking about it, and he—I don't know if you know who Stephen Fry is. Oh, absolutely. Is, but he—he he brought up a good point about you know why in any institution where you allow this kind of like behavior to continue, and that's what kind of every time I hear about, especially this Kavanaugh thing, it's almost expected that if one person comes out, there's going to be a Rolodex almost. Mm-hmm. And that's what's kind of crazy to me because it, it either helps or it doesn't help. Kind of like it helps in the in the outrage of Bill Cosby. But like remember Tiger Woods? Mm-hmm. When that happened, like half of those people didn't really happen. Right. It, it that's why people... you have to separate the wheat from the chaff. That's why I have an issue with that meme that I was just talking about. Basically, if you're not a woman who's been sexually harassed, you have absolutely no right to. Well, can you imagine to, being? It's a, like saying a if you have, if you don't pay taxes, you have no right to say how taxes should be spent, or if you don't have money, you have no right to say how the government should spend money. It literally makes no sense to say that. You don't. I don't have to be. Then why do you chastise like uh, Obama's wife saying that you don't have to be educated to vote? No, that's just. I think uh, she can say that. I'm not saying you can't. I'm just saying I, I disagree with that because, yeah, you have the right to vote, but to have a president, a former first lady— Well, let's have a leader say, say something along the lines of, don't worry about learning. Yeah, ba- basically education but she is— she didn't really say that, though. She just said—I think—because I, I looked it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I felt like she was just saying, don't put any pressure on you your near ability to vote. Just vote. Because a lot of people do that. They make excuses where it's like, oh, I don't know what's going on, so I'm not going to vote. No, absolutely fair enough. So that's the way I felt about that comment. But wasn't the quote, you don't have to know nothing about nothing? Yeah, like, like, like it, that's, to me, it's a strange way of saying, you know, don't worry about not knowing anything. You just need to go vote because maybe that sparks, oh, for next time I'll be prepared. If that's what she meant, I'll, I'll be for it, sort of. But, well, I mean, I, but I my stance just, is... One should absolutely vote. You have the right to vote. Uh, if you have the right to vote, vote, which means if you're a U.S. citizen. Uh, but I encourage you to know what you're voting about. And that that's my only stance on that. Yeah. Well, like, what's interesting to me, especially, like, and I love Misty interacting with us on Facebook Live. I got to ask you, Misty, like, does this in any way influence you and your decision-making on voting? Because I know some people have been saying that, like, this is kind of upsetting them that the Democrats have this angle to use this kind of behavior. Or is it something that, like, because at one point, when does it get crazy and when does it get actually resolved? Like, when, you know, he brought up that example, that uh, Roy Moore thing, that guy from Alabama who everyone cared about for, like, three days. Like, Mm -hmm. what happened to those allegations? Is it, like, nothing so far from what I'd seen? No one filed a police report nothing's really come forward or gone to make bringing this person to justice who's been accused. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that's one thing I'm, I'm kind of like, I wonder, that's why I tell you my idea. If I had, you know, that startup tech money from Google, I do a website called the followup.com and it'd be like the timeline of the story. And I would always include crazy headlines from CNN. <laughs> well, the crazy headlines, there's no dearth of them, believe me. And I've been kind of uh, reading comments and catching up. First off, thanks for the remark on the haircut. Yes, Skippy got his biannual haircut because he's in a place set in the 1960s. So the next will be what's left of my beard. Uh, I also have to agree with listener Misty, Misty on the, the reason why this is such a hot-button topic. Absolutely, because for decades, those women, but men too, but predominantly women— 
who have been harassed have been shamed and silenced and suffocated as where it is the, you know, to come forward does put your life on display. And absolutely, that's why it's gotten as far as it did. So that's what it was. What it is now is totally different. Also, some that doesn't mean false accusations, accusations with uh, political reasons behind them. Personal, uh, again, a lot of people taking this uh, so personally. Uh, again, with this, if if you're not a woman, you don't get a, you have no right to say anything about women's bodies or choices. And, and I I don't understand that. That that's going so far. I think these hearings failing a a smoking gun. Well, well one of two things is going to happen, Dick. Either Kavanaugh is going to get confirmed, and the vote's tomorrow. And that's what when they finally you know told. Before well, come there, today, could there because, be like a people people magazine kind of like full stop? Oh, we have proof the smoking gun. If there's a smoking gun and it has been presented yet, and they're saving it for today, I will. I have to question the. the I question so many motives. Take the Kavanaugh hearing and put it in any other judicial, you know, local court that you have an allegation that may or may not be outside of. If it's not outside of a statute of limitation to that's the question, why wait 30 some odd years to uh, second the the changing stories? Uh, you know, the polygraph results were released, but in the polygraph she, that she passed, she had a different number of people at the party than what she's sworn to. So already, that you know, there are two different stories. I wouldn't mind getting an actual lawyer and a judge in the studio to comment on, like, if this was anyone else different, like if it wasn't Judge Kavanaugh. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't this lady. How would this have been handled? Well, based on the instructions equal, I got right? from the ju- right, the, uh, the, based on the instructions I got from the judge uh, for the jury I was on a week or so ago, that actually changed my. I, I was leaning towards one way on my verdict because there was something said on the stand that directly contradicted what was said on a videotape, but that wasn't under oath. And we asked the judge, "What happens if someone says something on the stand, but the same person says something different on tape?" And judge said, Base, you can treat it however you want. And I realized, okay, two different stories were being told essentially under oath. Therefore, that was no longer a credible witness. And I actually changed my That's verdict. because you're a critical thinker. Yeah, I am. You're a stickler. I'm a stickler. Like well, okay, cool. We got that out of the way. <laughs> but do stay tuned in, and we want to give updates if anything happens. If there's yeah. a smoking gun, if the, the first whiff of actual tangible proof, I'll be the first one claim you know talking about criminal charges or i think or you whatever. shouldn't be because you're not an authority i mean you can have your opinion no oh, absolutely i mean you should be outside the building now you shouldn't be inside the building no no i'll be outside the building i think you have something better to do with your time if you're outside the building go do something else enjoy the weather while we still have it yeah <laughs> you're listening to mornings lone star irlonestar.com montgomery county's morning radio show we are broadcasting live from the lscr studios we're on Facebook Live and stuff like that. So interact with us. Thank you, Misty, for interacting with us, too. I like that. I appreciate that. Stay tuned. We're going to take a sponsor break because today's show, we have sponsors. Conroe Coffee, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, and Jay Stittleberg for County Judge, folks. We'll be back. There's no easy way. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002. 
offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. My name is Jay Spittleberg. I'm an Iraq War veteran, Naval Academy graduate, certified project management professional, and I'm running for county judge in Montgomery County. We should have a budget and a strategic plan that reflect the priorities in our county. Public safety, flood mitigation, mobility and infrastructure. I will build trust in our county government through transparency and accountability, representing every resident in Montgomery County. I'm Jay Spittleberg, and I'm ready to work for you. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Welcome back. Maurice Lone Star. Lone Star Community Radio on Facebook Live. Check us out. Interact with us. You know, it's 920 right now. We're, we have a special guest coming in at 945 with Taylor Teaching LLC. There you go. So we're going to learn more about that. Stick around. We're just kind of shooting the stuff. I need to have come up with more phrases instead of shooting the stuff. So help me out with that. What's another cool, you know, kid-friendly phrase of just kicking back, talking, drinking some ice Texas Chewing iced tea? Chewing the cud. Chewing the cud? Chewing the cud. That sounds dirty. But <laughs> uh, well, welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, I know we were talking about the Kavanaugh and like, accusations and all that kind of stuff. And again, just get one of those police cameras. I'm pretty sure they're not using them. So you There can- we go. I can't help but just smile that if, if Kavanaugh is actually guilty of doing these things... The foresight he showed in that the only women he apparently did this to were Democrats. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not really. You, you know, that even when he was 17 years old, he knew not to mess with the Republican woman. That's all I'm saying on that one. That shows yeah. amazing foresight. Hey, something else is happening in Washington today. Oh, good. No, Rod Rosenstein is supposed to, he's been summoned to the White House by yeah. President Trump. Because remember the other day, the, the media. How does that come to you? Is it like a process server like Rick Sellers? And he's like, <laughs> yeah. here you go, you've been summoned. Yeah, I, I, I saw that post. The reluctant cowboy is, I think he's uh, able to or about able to uh, serve your papers. My dad made a good joke. He's like, yeah, I think he should start taking notes and writing a, bo- a book. Is that what he's doing? Is that Because he's like, you know, be a process server. Uh-huh. It's like, I mean, he's like, but that's pretty interesting, you know. You're right. Uh, uh, people I've served. But, yeah, I remember the other day it was, oh, Rosenstein on his way to the White House. Uh, he's going to get fired or resigned. And, yeah, Again, People Magazine. But what it was, it was a, a, a prearranged weekly meeting. And so that became much ado about nothing. But then it was on Thursday today, he has been summoned to the White House. 
if you recall, I was saying I would very much love for Rosenstein to leave with his job to show that, you know, you can go on and get called up on the carpet, basically be told, you know, determine what happened, get his side of the story, and then make your decision based on that. And if you find that it wasn't enough to, to be fired for, then say, you know, don't ever do it again. So it will be interesting. But, yeah, that will be sandwiched in. So this is going to be a big news day later on. Obviously, the Kavanaugh hearings are happening right now. I believe Professor Ford is already uh, made reiterated her statement, her public statement that she already released uh, a day or two ago about what she was going to say. And care. then, uh, but interesting that uh, none of the Senate, the, the the quote old white men in the Senate, they're turning their time over to this female who's a specialist, a female attorney who's a specialist in cases like this, uh, you know, accusations of sexual assault. That way, none of them can be, you know, shown on TV beating up a woman. Uh, you know, a lot of it's cosmetic to make it look good for the uh, for the cameras for campaigns coming up. Uh, part of me is like, yeah. it's kind of a shame that these guys are kind of afraid to go on the record. They're, they're not able to do their job. Since when can a Senate subcommittee not be able to ask questions of a witness, especially just because of their gender? This uh, Again, the, the rules have been changed. Well, my advice is if you're a woman... And you want to run for something, now's the time to do it. Yeah, well, it's a little late to throw your hat in the ring. Well, I mean, like, I'm talking about in the next coming generation. Well, it depends. If, if, if there's a smoking gun going the other way, that this is made up or these are false accusations. That won't happen. I, I highly doubt it. Anything's possible. And I, I agree with you. The odds of it happening are pretty grim. But Well, I think it's probably mainly because when, when stuff like this happens, it's all understood. I bet there's not, like, a paper trail. I think it's all like, all right, I, I smell what you're cooking. And they're just going to go with it. Uh, well, w w one of two things is going to happen as a result of today with the vote slated for tomorrow, barring, of course, uh, any more uh, surprises or, oh, we have this witness. It's either Kavanaugh is going to be confirmed. Okay. Well, I want to I want to follow up because I asked a question for Misty. One of mm -hmm. our listeners on Facebook, and I asked her about well, how does this influence you as a voter, and she said at this point as a voter, I feel like I have my back against the wall, the lesser of two evils. So, which is to me understand understandable, but I always felt when it came to the lesser of two evils, you don't have to vote for them; you can write in stuff. Well, this is but this is not a vote. This is an appointment. No, I, I was talking about how does this situation influence you as a voter? Oh, oh. Well, I think people have always felt that. I think it's been a long time in the real world. Now, in you know TV shows, it happens all the time where you have the president who's awesome, President Palmer from 24, President Bartlett from West Wing, um, where, golly, we'd like this to be the real guy. For decades, we felt that we're voting for the— it's not, we're not, We tend not to vote for someone. Maybe we're voting against the other person. Or we are voting for the lesser of two evils. I think there's absolutely nothing new with that, and it's a sickening feeling. We shouldn't be. We should have, we should have nominees or candidates who are inspiring. Who's like, yeah, this is person can do the job, not at the expense of the people that disagree with him or her. They can't do the job. But with that, either Kavanaugh's going to be confirmed, and I believe you know he'll be confirmed, which will kind of. Even out the 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 well, I mean, hysteria that's going on right now, 
And I think with him, remember, 27 years ago, these exact same things were being said by Clarence, said about Clarence Thomas. Well, I even asked my parents about that because I was like, what was it like during that time? And she's like, oh, it was, it was, very, it was my mother said like it was somewhat similar, but not to the constant speculations and things like that. And she said the worst thing about it was every time Clarence Thomas was ever did anything from that point on, they mentioned her. Mm hmm. So but it's been 27 years what later. Know, like even today, like yeah. if he said anything, someone in the in the newspaper would bring up what and happened. And unfortunately, you can't say Monica Lewinsky without it. We can't say being, Bill Clinton without Monica Lewinsky. Well, well, no, because well, some people try to separate that. But hey, you know, you, is it wrong to think to think that of people of like since that was 25 years ago? Is it wrong to say I go because I immediately asked how much money do you think she's worth today? Anita Hill. Yeah. Oh, with the speaking circuit and stuff, a, a, a bit. Well, I mean, like, from the situation. I don't think she went out to get, like, Wheaties endorsements. You, well, I mean, you know. well, because I know it sounds horrible to think of, but if you had, a, like, a real a realistic conversation with her, do you could you ask that person, like, did you benefit from being in the spotlight? Financially. Financially. Uh, I'm sure she did, but I can't even – I couldn't hold that against anyone. Uh, people need yeah. to make money. And basically, you're paid what the market will bear. And if people feel that she's worth a $500,000 speaking I'm engagement, that real quick. go for it. But uh, 27 years ago, the, the same arguments were being thrown out. Roe v. Wade is still, you know, fine and dandy. So after 27 years. So I think we'll find if Kavanaugh on the bench, if it's more of the same, then hopefully things will settle down. Or conversely, he's not confirmed, in which case I would bet my bottom dollar that the uh, next nominee would be Amy Coney Barrett, who was already like the number two choice. And I think at that point there would be a sail through on the confirmation. So Interesting we, stuff. Yeah, we'll, we'll see on that. But I think that's if we're, you know, barring any shock revelations that hit the wires, I think we're, we're kind of Washingtoned out this morning. What do you think? Oh, yeah. I wanted to talk about how a listener actually gave – listen to our advice is they remain anonymous when they won the lottery here in Conroe. He, uh, anonymous Conroe person won $1.1 million. Yes. And see a lawyer, get a trust set up and that way you can keep the I money. I think that's what they died. did. They remain anonymous. Mm -hmm. And you know, the minute you sign it, 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 you're stuck with that. So before you sign it, before you turn it in, go see a lawyer. My favorite was, uh, every time someone wins the lottery, they always say where they want it at as if like, that's the magic place. It was one at the Speedy Stop store at the uh, North Loop 336. So, I mean, I really, is that why people like that stuff? Where it's like, oh, I have to go back there to buy a ticket? Well, some may view it as a lucky thing. Now, don't forget, that store gets 1% or 10% of the winning number. 10%? I, 1%, I doubt it's 10%. No, it's, it's, a, it's a big amount for, for a huge payout. It may only be 1%, but even so, think about it. That's, what, $100,000? Well, somebody in Houston also won, and they won five million, but from another scratch off. So, wow, that's pretty cool, though. That yeah. is pretty cool. That was nine twenty nine on the dot. I think we should take a break. I think we have our guests uh, coming in pretty soon, and we also got some local things to talk about. Okay. Well, yeah. uh, we also have our guest at nine forty five. Mm -hmm. So, I think she's here. I think someone. Yeah, outside. I think someone's lurking outside our so, door. You're listening to Morning Star, IRLoneStar dot com. And Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, broadcasting live from the LSCR studios. Should, I be, should we be getting ready for rain? 
Rain? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Always be <laughs> Look, looking outside. We'll be right back. Morning's Lone Star. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. My name is Jay Spittleberg. I'm an Iraq War veteran, Naval Academy graduate, certified project management professional, and I'm running for county judge in Montgomery County. We should have a budget and a strategic plan that reflect the priorities in our county. Public safety, flood mitigation, mobility and infrastructure. I will build trust in our county government through transparency and accountability, representing every resident in Montgomery County. I'm Jay Spittleberg, and I'm ready to work for you. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Welcome back. I wish I still smoked. That way I could whip out my Zippo and do the whole Zippo thing. Again, I don't see why you can't carry a Zippo on you. You don't have to smoke. This is true. And if you notice, like in, in every adventure series, the guy, the, the hero always has a Zippo on him so he can, you know, pour gasoline out. And, and why do they always throw the lighter? Because usually that makes it go out before it hits well, it, whatever it was, it was a great commercial for Zippo because it always seemed like they did everything right. It right. always worked, always always lit. No, there was back, never like, oh, man, the flint. Or like, oh, back when I smoked, I did all kinds of cool tricks with my Zippo where you could snap your fingers and flick the flint and all kinds of stuff. Those were the days. That darn health stuff and smoking bad thing just totally messed with my coolness. Well, I can't believe you gave into the propaganda. It was, it was the uh, 80s. Everybody smoke. I mean, truly, I, I've I've gone from the completely smoking society to the completely non-smoking society, uh, the civilization that we are. I'm just seeing a change. I'm really glad you brought this up. Okay, because I was reading a deal that in um, Canada, Ontario government is going to allow pot smoking wherever tobacco smoking is allowed. Okay, so like the corner bar. Well, I, yeah. Well, I mean, just wherever it's allowed. Okay, but where is smoking allowed in Ontario? Uh, we'll find out right now. Is it going to be one of those cities where there's no smoking yeah. allowed? <laughs> we just want to sound like we're cool, yeah. but, you know, in reality, let's see. Here in Texas, you can, you know, drop acid anywhere you can smoke pot. 
I'm looking right now. Okay, any thoughts? Well, I'm looking right now. Are you looking so right now? You, uh... Okay, so local news while you're looking that up. Uh, hey, you, you know, I, I got to throw this in there. I, I want to send a shout out. Remember the hotel living I had for many months because of the flood, and I was at the La Quinta there on uh, 45 and uh, Research Forest. And the missus and I would eat at that Denny's all the time. Well, apparently last night, early this morning, that Denny's was robbed. Uh, SUV uh, tried robbing them, took off, cop chase. They crashed around uh, JFK Boulevard near the airport, and they're still on the loose, but cops have found backpacks and a cell phone. Uh, so I want to send a shout-out to Angel and Debbie and the other ladies who took care of Mrs. Skippy and I for so many months at the Denny's. I hope you weren't there that night, and I hope no one got hurt. But uh, have I killed enough time? Did you find it? No, it's, it's, it's weird. The only thing I've seen that they just don't, won't let you do it while operating a vehicle. Okay. That's the only thing I've seen, so... What, smoking a cigarette? No, smoking pot. Smoking pot. You can't smoke pot while operating a vehicle. Okay, like a so boat or anything. Getting back to the original thought, so Ontario or Canada says that you can now smoke pot anywhere you can smoke a cigarette. Yeah, I think it's more like just walking the street. Okay. So. Now, I remember back in my smoking days, the big thing was secondhand smoke. You know, uh, a wait staff could get cancer from secondhand smoke in a bar. It was a huge health thing, and that affected... That was the thing I think that killed smoking, pardon the pun, uh, was the how it affected those. A lot of time, we smokers would say, come on, we're killing ourselves. We have that right. But when secondhand became a thing, and it was like, well, you're, you could be killing other people, I think that helped the dearth of smoking. So could there be something comparable? Uh, uh, what's it called? Secondhand, like secondhand high or something? Yeah, contact high. Contact high. Okay, I think I'm finding it. Okay, okay I'm, I'm I found where you can't smoke in Ontario. Where can you not smoke in Ontario? You cannot smoke in uh, outdoor patios, child care facilities, motor vehicles with children inside, enclosed workspaces, uh, smoke shel smoking shelters. I don't know what that means. Okay. Uh, healthcare worker area, anywhere where hospitals, common areas of hotels, motels, and inns. Multi-unit re uh, residency, so like, you know. Uh, duplex or. Yeah. Residential care facility, basically everywhere. Okay, but they did specify in a car with children in it. Yeah. So if, if you know, Cheech and Chong are driving with no kids in the back seat, they can. This is really weird. I don't know. I don't really get this, but I just I immediately thought of people blowing pot in my face. Well, just don't go to Canada. Because isn't that kind of like the joke with pot, uh, a lot of younger pot smokers is you, like, hot box a car? And so, like, I was thinking of, you know, do you have Would cigar... You, like, fill it with smoke? Well, let's say you have, like, cigar places. Mm -hmm. You know, people go and they sit down and they smoke cigars all day. So yes. imagine they did that for marijuana places, and it's just, like, everyone's just really over overthrown. Well, the primary difference, because I love a good cigar bar, and usually there's a special area to smoke, but smoking a cigar, it's not... The smoke is the least favorite part of it. It's the, you know, the choosing the cigar, uh, wetting the end and clipping the end, finding the perfect way to light us, you know, feeling the, boy, I can get into that. But what I'm saying is it's the experience that the smoke is almost, the smoke itself is incidental. If you had like a, a pot cigar bar, you'd have all these people walking in, just not buying the product, but just walking around inhaling all the time. So that's, that's the primary difference between a, uh, a cigar bar and, and what this would be. Well, yeah, some people are arguing that, uh, why can't you drink everywhere then? 
Like, if you're allowed to walk down the street and smoke a joint, why can't you drink a beer down that the street? That is an interesting point, because I know in the past we've talked about the standard of intoxication. Yeah. You know, every, every state has its, in Texas, it's .08. It hasn't always been .08 of your blood alcohol content, but that's the standard. Uh, so unless there's a comparable standard for, you know, was it T TCP, TH something? What's the active ingredient in pot that... THC. THC thing. I don't know. You need to start reading People Magazine, Government Edition. Look, my thing is cigars, okay? So, okay. um, they have in People Magazine? I, I was just making a joke. Okay. Because everything's People Horrible. Magazine today. Well, I'm just saying, people throw it in your face. Again, and this is something, I, I think, and we're, you know, going back to Supreme Court, but not that the hearing's going on, eventually, the, the cross- situation between states and federal rights with you know colorado washington states allowing recreational use of marijuana where it's still a federal offense eventually that's going to have to hit well, the supreme court i mean there i know some people are hitting a snag in washington state because if they cross the border with pot they bought it's like a worse offense than even though both both mm -hmm. certain areas in canada where it borders allow marijuana both both areas allow it but crossing with it is like you're trafficking drugs. Yeah, basically. the transportation of, of Schedule C. Even though both places allow it. Well, don't forget also, um, I talked about the other day the standard that going in into Washington, if you may be denied reentry into the uh, U.S. if you do smoke pot in Canada. Again, these are very gray areas that eventually are going to have to hit the Supreme Court and pit the supremacy clause against the 11th oh, I just suggest, I would uh, just suggest people don't smoke before you cross because paranoia will uh, hit you pretty hard. All right. I'm going to get those white gloves out. <laughs> oh, like TSA? Yeah, when you're, I imagine when they're like, let's check this guy out. Body cavity search. Well, just profile the people who are eating Doritos. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so we took on a very marijuana-fueled uh, Well, I just thought it was funny. Here. We were talking about smoking and people's habits, and when, especially when the government has to start making rules on it, because they do. They start, they're going to have to say, mm -hmm. you can and cannot do this because it's legal now. And it's kind of like what I love is the stigma of, what's it called, vaping, where it's smokeless, but people still say, don't smoke that in here. Right. Well, we have that. Well, because the vaping still has nicotine. Which is an addictive chemical, but I think I think when you blow it out, it's not there. Correct. It's the it's a stigma behind it. I think because you are blowing out a plume of something steam that looks like smoke. Yeah, and it also has a, a scent to it. A lot of people blowing out stuff and it smells like bubble gum or. Well, I think that's what people need to. If I'm a if I'm a pot grower person, mm -hmm. if you can make. The, are you admitting to something on? If I dick? if I'm a pot grower smoker person, I would totally make one that is uh, smell. It doesn't have a smell. The the vodka of inhalable yeah. substances. Because okay. that, be, that would be the ultimate. Everyone would be get behind that. Because I know there's some people who like the smell of it, but then some people don't like Kind of like cigars. Like my mom likes the smell of cigars. My dad hates the smell of cigars. What? I was going to take your dad out for a cigar so, smoking event. No, we actually had a funny incident with that because we, we, he and I used to go, RV, go RVing together, and I smoked a cigar on top of the RV in Taos, New Mexico. And when I got inside, he's like, you got to go outside. You can't you can't be in here for like thirty minutes. So I was like, okay, because it's like a closed space. Mm -hmm. It's pretty funny because it was like thirty degrees outside. But uh, <laughs> but yeah.
Yeah, there you go. Okay. Well, we got to get our guests on. Okay. So we're going to take a break. You're listening to Mornings of Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com. <laughs> this segment brought to you by Frito-Lay, Hostess Taco Bell. Ding-dong, no, no. Taco Bell. I wanted to make that joke yesterday. I was like, no, it's not called Taco Bell. It's called The Bell now. You didn't know that? The Bell. Yeah. They, they call the same campaign PR people as IHOP. As IHOP and, and Dunkin'. Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin'! So you're listening to Lone Star Community Radio. We'll be right back. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. My name is Jay Spittleberg. I'm an Iraq War veteran, Naval Academy graduate, certified project management professional, and I'm running for county judge in Montgomery County. We should have a budget and a strategic plan that reflect the priorities in our county. Public safety, flood mitigation, mobility and infrastructure. I will build trust in our county government through transparency and accountability, representing every resident in Montgomery County. I'm Jay Spittleberg, and I'm ready to work for you. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Welcome back. Morning's Lone Star, Dick and Skippy, 946 on the dot on September 27th. Yes. Current weather, it's still only 69 degrees right now. Going to get up 81. Yeah. It's kind of dull and dreary out there, but it's bright and sunshiny here in the studio, right? Yeah. Yeah. That strange voice you heard, I looked up and by golly, I love it when I see a guest. I have Lindsay Ann Anderson here. She's with Tailored Teacher. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for being in the studio with us. Thank you for having me. Cool. As Dick went out earlier, we have kind of like homeschool week or education week here, and it's, it's really cool. So talk to us about Tailored Teacher, and that's Taylor T-A-I-L-O-R, so I'm presuming it's something that gives individual attention. Yes. So we are customized tutoring, educational consulting, and homeschool support, as well as community and family support. Um, we kind of do a little bit of everything in education. I was a public school teacher and then didn't love that. Um, and I love working more with students and families and in public school, there's a lot more than that. Um, so we started as customized tutoring and then we had homeschool families that found us and they said, Oh, would you do classes? And we said, Oh, well, we'll try them. Um, and then we've just kind of organically grown into doing tutoring, homeschool support and all kinds of community events. Awesome. Now, one thing I've noticed, cause you, you said you're, you're a former teacher and this not the first and I've noticed a trend. 
And I think it says something about the whole homeschooling milieu that you have a lot of homeschooling educators now who are former teachers. So they went from public school into homeschooling. But I've yet to hear of someone who was a homeschooler, like a homeschooling mom, say, you know, I'm not getting anything out of this. I'm going to become a public school teacher. It seems to be kind of a one-way track. Is it really like a, a move up when you... It's well, it's kind of hard to say because I actually have a friend that was homeschooling and she was a former public school teacher and she did go back to public school. So Mm -hmm. I think it kind of depends on what your goals are and kind of what your family needs. But I for me, I will say it, it definitely was a bump up because I have so much more freedom in what I'm doing and seeing that freedom for other students as well, I think is like a huge difference in comparison to what I was doing in public school and having to meet other people's expectations so much. Now, obviously, with like homeschooling and possibly tutoring, you know, you have to, I guess, graduate with the standards that the state would accept. But does that include, because I, you know, I'll go out on a limb here. I'm not a fan of standardized testing at all, period, end of subject. So is, if you do the homeschooling route, are you stuck with that as well? Or or, are there options? So... Texas is one of the most lenient states for homeschooling, actually. There are no requirements other than providing a very basic curriculum. And now let me be clear. I don't mean no requirements as in, like, you can't do anything. But in comparison to other states where the state checks with families every school year and things like that, they don't do that here in Texas. So families don't have to do standardized testing. You don't really have to adhere to what your child would be doing in public school. But at the same time, you can participate in as much of the traditional schooling kind of stuff, like do the field trips and do the things that kids would do if they were in public school. But no, you don't have to do standardized testing. Um, And only if you do the online programs accredited by the Texas Education Agency do you have to adhere to any of the the standardized testing requirements? Every other homeschool program offered online or nationwide doesn't require that. Cool. Now, let's talk about Dick here because Dick's going to get married at the end of this year. Kids will be right around the corner, I'm sure, because he's young and lusty. Um, sell him oh, yeah. on the concept of, of you know, wh- what should he be looking for in, in future education? Oh, my gosh. There's so many things. Can I send my kid off? Uh, well, I mean, I guess if you wanted. He thinks Hogwarts really exists. Is that, is that, so. kind, of, is that okay. kind of place exists? Now, if Hogwarts existed, then like, yes, you should sign your child up today so that they're like ready to go when they're old enough. But unfortunately, no. Otherwise, things that you really want to look for in education kind of vary depending on what your family is looking for. So like. If you have a child that's really creative, you're going to look for a school that has an arts program. Well, I'm, what I want to do is I want to send my kid to a place where it enables him to do anything he wants and can get away with anything when he becomes an adult. Because I feel like certain people fall into that category, but how do they get there? Like that. I don't think that's school. I think that, you know, I mean, you could do that as a parent. Like, you could totally instill those values. It doesn't matter where you send them to school, you know? hey, you're free to do whatever. And then you're the parent that shows up to the parent-teacher conference and well, yells at the teacher. I, I, it's not more of we want them to do whatever. <laughs> it's more of the the chance of a consequence is nil because of you know who they know and what they're doing. Oh, well, I mean. I'll just send them off to Yale. Is that what it is? Is yeah. that where I need to send them? Yeah. But that's a college, though. Where do I send them before that? A Montessori school, maybe? Oh, there you go. That? That's a big word. What is this? Montessori. It's a, a particular teaching method. Um 
I know of a school that sort of kind of is a Montessori that actually makes it work, but uh, a lot of it, it's what's the best way to describe it's it? It's natural consequences. So like you're not giving the consequence and the teacher's not giving the consequence, but like if a kid picks up a piece of glass and then like throws it off the table and the glass shatters into a million pieces and they slice their little toes, that's the consequence because they made that choice. Nobody has to teach them. They can't do that. They're going to learn, ouch, that hurt. Probably shouldn't do that again. It's a school version of don't touch the oven when it's red. They actually <laughs> yeah. have that? That's a real place? Yeah, Montessori. Yeah. It's yeah. a method. Uh-huh. Oh, interesting. Yeah. See, I don't know this stuff. Yeah, we have. We actually have a Montessori preschool class on uh, Monday mornings. We have a, a mom who was a Montessori teacher. Now she's a homeschool mom, but she teaches a Montessori preschool out. science lab for us. Um, it's. I mean, it's a really cool method, but it's very much like, your kids kind of learn on their own and it's not you telling them, no, you can't do this. Well, because I've always felt in education, there's certain, uh, I would say, uh, classes or topics that need to be taught discipline, kind of like math. I felt like math was a big one in me because I couldn't learn that on my own and I needed to know disciplines to do math. Right. Like, you know, how to multiply in your head, how to count on your fingers, like those kind right. of disciplines. But, you know, other things, you know, like PE, art appreciation. I'm just kidding. Oh, art yeah. appreciation. Yeah, that should just you know why? Do, why even bother? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but you know, with with uh, Taylor teaching, teacher, teacher. Like, sorry, LLC. Yeah. Uh, with that, is it something where uh, today's big big argument is what's it called with the education system where like they teach that certain type of math now? Common Core. Concore. Common Core. Common Core. I saw that a couple times, and I did not understand it. Now, I'm not saying that's wrong because I don't understand it because when I first learned math, I was didn't understand it, so I can't knock it. But why all of a sudden change something? Was there something – like when y'all are, when you're doing your curriculum and things, is it something that you notice over generations like, oh, this isn't penetrating the kids. This is not working. This is – Yes, we do notice that, but I will say that's not the trend in education, and that's not often why changes come. Um, well, yeah, that's why, because when I saw Common Core and knowing how to do basic math and algebra, I was like, this isn't going to work. Yeah. This is just like adding more steps to get to the end. Yeah, we are very much about changing where the student needs it. But unfortunately, I was talking about this with one of our tutors recently. So what is taught in schools and how kids learn how to do stuff is so different from what we learned how to do and how we teach some stuff. So it's like, uh well let me show you how to do this in a way that you're gonna solve it but then let me teach you how you have to do it in school too so it's almost like twice well, the teaching well because i asked the question too is there's always that rare child who can just do it right and but then it's like no you can't do that anymore you have to do it this way well that's yeah. to me that's always been because i think i'm as old as both of you put together and so i remember learning cursive um the new math is what it was called when I was in elementary school. So that, 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 that's dating me a lot, but there was always the, well, I had in you know, third grade, a friend who could, was just the math. You could throw an equation at him and he could come out and he would be busted every time for not showing his work. It's like, why should I have to? And so I think it's been an ongoing battle all the time. It is. Unfortunately we have, I mean, we deal with kids that can solve the whole thing in their head and then, like well but you have to show it well why uh because your school says so um but really when we ask kids to show their work it's mostly because we don't know where the mistake is so i think that the idea behind common core if i 
understand correctly. And Texas doesn't use Common Core. I have no idea about besides the Uh, math thing. Well, I never taught Common Core because Texas doesn't teach Common Core. We do our own thing. My thought is one plus one equals two if two feels like it that day. If two (laughs) two identifies with two, then it'll be two. Yeah, yeah. It's not that ridiculous, is it? It feels like it to me, but I'm old. I yell at kids to get off my lawn. There's like a bunch of steps and you're like, I don't know what's happening here. Yeah, but Texas doesn't do that, thankfully, so. Well, we're going to talk about what Tailored Teacher actually does and who it does it for and how people get in touch with you. But in the meantime, I want to play a little game calling, uh, you know, if Skippy was president, because a lot of people don't know, I ran for president in 2016. I tied for third. He loves telling people. Right. Oh, it's true. And I'm going to run again in 20. And my thought is that, you know, to uh, surround yourself with experts in the field. And, you know, I think education secretary should be like teacher of the year. And so knowing your stuff, if you were suddenly secretary of education. Oh, okay. You know, or if you had the ability to dis- to testify before Congress and say, this is what needs fixing, this is what works, and this is what doesn't work with the U.S. education system, what would your wish list be? Oh, my gosh. I know, right? Throwing, oh, throwing wow. You the, throwing you the big one there. Um, first and foremost, I think I would want to make sure that all schools have an even playing field in regards to what teachers are being given. So if we're going to say that we're providing the same education for all kids across all counties, across all cities, everywhere in the U.S., then teachers should, I mean, based on like the, you know, the standard of living in the state and, and things like that, all teachers should really be given the same amount of money to spend in their classrooms, the same resources provided for their classrooms. You know, we see these pictures, I don't know, probably because you guys aren't in education, you don't see them, but these pictures on Facebook come up of teachers that have classrooms that they've spent six, $7,000 themselves on. Oh, I've seen those pictures. Yeah. Well, I, I've always understood that education, how it works, is based off the taxable community. Right. And basically, the and the argument I heard from people who say if a school doesn't have enough money, it's because it's being mismanaged in a sense of having admins and like the, where the money's ending up going because there's a formula that they felt statewide that you should be getting enough money based off what you're getting right from taxable income which but, is why i say we want to even the playing field because if the taxable income in a community is i don't know two-thirds less than the community that is two miles away well automatically you've like created an uneven playing field yeah. in and of itself so if there's some kind of different standard well, that would be my especially first thing. telling the telling families like because they send their kids to private school they clearly don't care about paying like they still pay the tax and like right. whatever so to me it's like well, the same idea why don't you just like you said divide it up and just see where it goes because even and, if it looked good on paper put in reality new york's got some of the highest property tax and where a lot of the education uh, budget comes from property taxes it doesn't come much higher california and new york highest in the nation by far but yeah. then look at their schools. Look at the schools. PS 132 that, you know, is literally falling apart. So just because you can, so, so there is that. Well, what about, when I say specialized education, so you have your Iowas of the world where, you know, it's rural. Right. And then you have your New Yorks, which is cosmopolitan, yeah. where you're going to teach, you know, possible well, finance. Why don't we do it local here? Hmm? Like, ask the question locally. Like, if you go to the Woodlands High School campus, it's completely different from... The Conroe High School campus. Yep. And there's a reason behind that somehow. Yeah. Well, I mean, I th- it's 
so hard to consider like what you would want to change first mm-hmm. because you said, you know, some schools, it's the administration, some schools, it's the amount of money that's provided. So like, I feel like tackling what needs to be changed is going to be the hardest thing to even figure out. You'd have to have days and days of conversation. Okay. So what's not working here and what's not working there? Like looking at different schools. Okay. So this thing is working here. So we don't want to change that, but this thing isn't working here. And I feel like there's so many moving pieces. That's kind of where the wheels have fallen off the wagon Mm -hmm. in U.S. education because we have standards that work in some places. And when they're implemented, they do a great job. And then we implement that same standard somewhere else and it just completely blows up. I think, and actually I'm tying this back around to Taylor Teacher by by way of the standardized testing because I personally... I think I would order my secretary of education if he or she agreed to it to how, kill standardized testing. How else is the CIA and stuff going to know who to talk to? They already know. <laughs> through the no, old BCG, they got the DNA through the, the old base, BCG though. scores. That's the base. They get that test. No, video like, games. NSA is tied oh, into all the video go. games. It's like the last Starfighter. They know, well, you know one, if you get the best. That's one section. Yeah, I mean, I think video games. There we go. Answer done. There we go. But by killing standardized testing, because standard for rural Texas is different from the standard yep. from, and I'm talking to than the cosmopolitan Texas. Yeah. Just all there is, is to it. So Houston I would, I would and Tyler, very different. There you go. So obviously education needs to be, pardon the pun, I didn't mean to, to say this, more tailored to an individualized yep. need. And I think, is that how you came up with it? Did you just wake up one Tuesday morning and say, I need a so- tutor? My business came about my last year teaching public school because I was in a classroom and um, I was a special ed inclusion teacher. So I had students that were learning traditionally. I had students that had special ed diagnoses, students that were going through the testing process. And so I had a student that had come to me and he was nine and he was in first grade. So I want you to think about that. The traditional first grader is six. So he was nine in first grade. He had been through three other schools before he came to us. He was still not reading. He still didn't have any of the foundation that he needed to really be successful academically. And so we went to his special education meeting. His mom was there. Um, An administrator from my school was there. I was there. And then our special education coordinator were there. And so I came with goals based on what I had been doing. This was in, I think, November. Yeah, it was in November. And so based on what I've been doing since August, I had goals for what I thought would be good for the rest of the year and then for the next school year. Unfortunately, my administration had come with some goals too. Let me say, my administrator had never met the child, didn't know what he looked like, didn't even know anything about him. So I list my goals. And then he says, well, I don't think those are rigorous enough and they're not going to be successful for what the child needs and without thinking um if you know me you know that i sometimes get a little feisty um and so without thinking i said well do you even know the child if you came in my classroom today could you identify him and he kind of paused for a second and he goes well that's not what this is about and i was like whoa Hmm. if that's not what this is about then i'm doing the wrong thing with my life so i went home and i said I'm pretty much done public school teaching. Now, of course, I finished the year and I did what I needed to with my kids. But when I realized that I cared more about individual kids and you their families, better. yeah, I was like, there's got to be another option out here. So I did some research. I had done some tutoring before. Um, and so I thought, well, you know, I'll give it a try, blah, blah. Didn't think that I would grow into this business that 
does so much more than tutoring for kids. But yeah, so that's where it kind of came from, tailoring to students' needs and realizing that in public school, I was being asked to uphold a standard that was one, not realistic, and two, wasn't in touch with the actual kids. So who's your typical, uh, I don't know if you want to call it patron, client, customer, you know, whomever comes to you, uh, what is offered, what is the typical need? So typically students that come to us are students that have learning disabilities, kids that are on the autism spectrum, behavioral disorders, or kids that are just chronically academically behind. So our traditional clientele is usually a family that has been through some other tutoring or has avoided tutoring because they thought, well, this will, you know, the child will just grow out of it or whatever. Or they were diagnosed at age two or three with a disability and families are looking for more options. So really it's a family that's struggling to meet that education need at home is our traditional client. Do you take students up to a certain age? Like if, you know, if you made it to eighth grade, you're kind of on your own or do you see them all the way through? We have staff that can help students pre-K all the way through college. We actually had a college. college. Yeah, we had a college. We have two college students right now. Um, We had one that came to us over the summer. We have one that um, started with us in high school, and she's now um, in nursing school at Baylor. Um, We're not helping her a whole lot. Mostly what we do for her is she contacts us, and she's freaking out about a test. And we're like, hey, so what are those steps you did in high school to, like, be successful on a test? Oh, well, I need to write out my notes and blah, blah. She'll go through all the things. So, yeah. Well, that's great follow-up on that. That's just encouraging to hear. So it's not, you're just not booting them out. No, we don't like throw them to the wolves like, oh, you're 12. Bye-bye. Now, does tailored teacher have, is there like headquarters central? Do you go to them? How does it work? So all of our tutoring is done in-home. We go to families anywhere from Katie to Kingwood, Bel Air to Conroe. Um, sorry, guys, if you're further than Conroe, that's a little too far for us. Um, <laughs> but... Um, our, we have tutors that are kind of everywhere in the area, but we do have an office in Old Town Spring um, that we do our classes for homeschool kiddos, and then we do a homeschool drop-off lab. So for families that have, like yesterday, we had a mom that had a doctor's appointment, and so her kids came, brought their homeschool work, and they just did their work at our office. Um, cool. And then we do um, some monthly events and things like that at our office in Spring as well. And I, lo- I love Old Town Spring. Oh, it's if, phenomenal. If people don't know what it is, they need to go there. I, I don't go on Mondays, I think. Usually. Yeah, don't go on Mondays. We uh, tried to do a walking field trip on Monday with our uh, homeschool. I, we had one kid in homeschool drop-off lab. There were literally six places open in the whole town, and we were like, Most oh, boring oh. field trip ever, period. Yeah, that's exactly what he said. He was like, well, this was really boring and kind of dumb hey at least he articulated it well yeah. i would have said this blows <laughs> but and how do people get in touch with you if they want to know about your services so the best way to get in touch with us is on our facebook page okay. uh it's facebook.com slash tailored teacher llc and that's tailored with an ed like you would get your pants tailored um, or they can email directly to our email, which again is tailoredteacherllc at gmail.com. Um, our phone lines have a mind of their own. So people say, oh, we called you. Yeah, we didn't get it. So really our Facebook and email are the best way to get in touch with okay, us. And you, you said for the Gmail, was it Taylor Teacher or Taylor Teacher LLC? LLC. LLC, there you go. There's a Taylor Teacher in New Jersey that doesn't have the LLC. So that's why we put the LLC on everything. Well, I have friends who know friends. If you want that particular thorn out of your side, we can talk off the air. I'm just saying, hypothetically, <laughs> something could happen to them and it's all yours. 
Uh, so, and the educators you use, I mean, these are obviously, I guess, fully qualified. and All of our staff have to have uh, current or former classroom teaching experience. Mm -hmm. um, they have to pass an educator level background check. So not your like run of the mill basic background check. Um, and then they have to have had at least um, six months experience working with students one-on-one. -on -one. Wow. That's, that's pretty hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want to send unqualified people. Well, Lindsay, Ann, thank you so much for being in the studio. Hope you had fun like we did. Well, and we're going to get the word out. Don't forget, people. Uh, we have been talking to Lindsay Ann Anderson from Taylor Teacher. We're going to podcast this later uh, on our website. We're going to post uh, her contact information. So get to know her. If, you, if your kids need any help, it seems like Taylor Teacher is the place to go to. Thank you. We're going out. We'll be back. You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning with scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning. Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936 266 7632. We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star. Statistics show that one out of every six Texans struggles with food insecurity and hunger. And many people don't eat enough fruits and vegetables every day. The Better Living for Texans program is here to help you learn how to make healthy menu choices, save money at the grocery store, prepare quick and delicious meals, get more good nutrition in your day, and get more physical activity. Classes are fun, friendly, interactive, and free, and taught in English and Spanish. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. Don't miss Lone Star Community Radio on TV and YouTube. Our talk show and music shows are featured on Our City TV, Suddenlink Channel 12, and have their own YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe to keep up with posted shows and comment on them below the video. Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, and information that matters to you with your host, Margie Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit IRLoneStar.com slash Conroe Culture. For those of you who like your partners, your gumbo, and your music salty, well, we're here to help with the music. 
Julian Shea here, host of Lone Star Country Nights Thursday, your weekly dose of roots and Americana and all the music that makes this part of the country special. We stir in western swing, honky-tonk, Zydeco, Texas blues, outlaw country, and put a pinch of red dirt, and then we smoke it over a slow fire. Then listen to the results Thursday nights on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Lone Star Community Radio is ready for the summer. If you or anyone you know is looking for a summer internship, Lone Star Community Radio is a great place to learn the radio and TV business. Contact the station at info at IRLoneStar.com or call the station's message line at 936-647-3776. Lone Star Community Radio offers a great opportunity to those interested in learning about the radio world. Hello, welcome back. Morning's Lone Star with Dick and Skippy. 10, 12 in the a.m. Apparently still 69 degrees out there. Just doesn't want to get any warmer, but uh, still overcast. I'm kind of liking it. Uh, you were listening earlier to Lindsay Ann Anderson with Tailored Teacher. We're going to put all our information on our uh, podcast summary. Uh, but yeah, if you have any educational needs for your kids, we're definitely the station to go to. We, we got answers for everything. But now it's just back to me and Dick. Just the two of the dynamic duo. I guess. Yeah, there we go. So uh, beyond the uh, Denny's getting robbed early this morning, a couple of other things uh, well, just, happening locally. I still want to know where I can send my kid off where I don't have to talk to them. Well, now, there's, my school in England was, you know, the old boarding. It was set up like Hogwarts, obviously without the fun stuff, or more yeah. of the uh, Dead Poet Society. So I had my houses. My house was a, a, a Wickham house. I had to think about that. And we had our house colors, and we had our common room, and we didn't intermingle with the other houses. We had four houses. And, yeah, that was, a, wow, that was re- really different. It was Dead Poets Society without fun Robin Williams to, to break up the, the grief. But, yeah, you could always send them off to some Swedish boarding school, I guess. Yeah. You can't put them in a time capsule. I know you'd want to. Why would I want to do that? You know, just or not, you know, where you put in, you flip the switch and they, they walk out and 13 years have passed, or you put yourself in suspended animation oh. or just, 15 years. I mean, I think it's just more of, I wonder how much that costs and is it worth it? Well, public, <laughs> you know, for, for my daughter and my son too, both were in public school. Now my son, he, for a couple of years was at, uh, HSPPA, the High School for Performing and Visual Arts, the Houston High School that is the sister school to the Fame School in New York, and uh, it wasn't for him. You know, he thought it was, and it wasn't, so he, he went to, back to, to normal high school. My daughter's in, uh, you know, Woodlands High School right now. Things seem to be fine and dandy. I think a lot of it depends on the the district, the, the actual school district. Conroe ISD, from everything I've encountered, is just awesome. You know, we also go to the best school in the district. This is true, but I haven't heard of anyone like, oh, keep out of, you know, Willis High School or New, you know something like that. Yeah. They, they they suck. So good, you know, good for the uh, the independent school district in and of itself. But yeah, so public schools worked. Uh, I was I grew up Department of Defense or board, you know, British prep school myself. But all it just did was made me more, you know sanctimonious than most okay. anyone than I would have been otherwise. What about you? Were you uh, 
Public school? No. Well, I was for a bit, but then we moved. I think it was because of my older brothers and sisters went to public school. My parents just got frustrated with it. So, so. where where'd they send you off to again? To a private school. Private school? Yeah. Military academy? No. It's a Christian school. Okay. So. There you go. You turned out okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I guess. I don't You're not a like, hidden serial killer or anything like that. Aren't we all? Like the religious killer, Aren't you know, brutally murder someone then leave like a, a rosary at the crime scene? Anything I mean, like that? No. I'm not, I haven't faced those problems yet. I, nothing's really waking that part of me. <laughs> so, oh, I think the sleepless nights when your kids do start showing up. Well, I mean, that's, that's certainly a conversation Holly and I have been having, and it's one of those things where, you know, given the circumstance of when it actually happens, that's when we'll make that decision. She didn't like that. No, there you so, go. I'm not really worried. There about you it. go. But yeah, uh, um, definitely, I think it's down to the administration, uh, and I think it goes to the state level. Um, I, I think there's some issues with our education system that are definitely uh, have their genesis at the state legislature, and I uh, think some things should be fixed. That's why when I finally get elected president, I'm just going to surround myself by really smart people who have actually done the job. I need teachers to run the Department of Education, teachers and principals. Yeah, there we go. So do you know that this Saturday we got a couple of things happening the April Sound Charity Classic and Fun Day is happening out at April Sound. Uh, that's the area that a reluctant cowboy, Rick, lives at. So at the country club there, they're going to have a day-long event. And proceeds are actually going to benefit three local charities. we got Augie's Quest, the Employee Partner Care Fund, and Young Texas Artist Music Competition are going to benefit from the monies gotten at the April Sound Charity Classic and Fun Day happening this Saturday. And also on Saturday, if you don't want to go out to April Sound in the Woodlands, they got the pink 5K at Rob Fleming Park, little uh, 5K race for uh, breast cancer awareness. And if you go to the pink 5K, so be sure to have that that definitive at the beginning, thepink5k.com, and get lots of information about that. And go on and sweat for a worthy cause. So uh, this local stuff that I know, I know we have some other stuff like uh, a couple of weeks, we're going to have like breakfast with cops. Well, uh, one thing that we talked about and the station's doing is going to be the Woodlands Barbecue Festival. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about that, and we're going to have uh, our booth. We're going to have a booth out there. We're going to have live broadcasts and on what's Sunday. The it's Sunday, October 7th, and we're going to be live broadcasting out there pretty much uh, all day because I'm emceeing the event. And if you're interested in barbecue, tasting barbecue from around the world or from the, around the world, around Texas, uh, they have. 16, I believe, 16 different barbecues joints coming, and it's $50 to get in, but it's all-you-can-eat uh, barbecue. And it's it's I, I if you're a barbecue person, you like barbecue, the $50 is worth it just so you can experience something different because each one of these cook-off teams doesn't just make – it's not like they all make brisket. Mm-hmm. It's all – they all make their specialty. So Do you, you think barbecue – is the definitive Texas plate. You know how some, like, I guess for Louisiana or New Orleans would be the po' boy or the jambalaya, or, you know, well, I think, the I, Philly cheesesteak. I think barbecue fits in the lifestyle of Texas. Okay. Because if you think about Texas, what do we do? What do a lot of people do? Football, mm-hmm. tailgating, and basically grilling is, like, the number one pastime for a weekend. Like, people always invite, like, if I'm inviting you over... 
what's what's the the best chance of what am I gonna make for you? It's gonna be smoking is what it, you're gonna well, be gonna doing. Be, it's gonna be grilling. Uh huh. Like oh, we can grill some chicken, grill some hamburgers and hot dogs. And I think the the, the barbecue is just the newest thing that people get into. And it's part of that culture. Much like cigars for me go beyond just lighting up a cigar on the back porch. It's the experience. Yes. I, I think barbecue, it's the experience of barbecue. The communal gathering, the tailgating, the giving the chef the hard time as he's got the funny apron on and yes. turning the meat just right and everyone else chiming in well, what they like, would do. And it's something that like, I was telling Holly, I was like, the reason I like it because it's something that gives me something to do all day. And I don't have to worry about, you know, going out, doing things. And it's like, it's more of like a preparation deal. Because especially, I've noticed that as I get older, I have to be very, very choosy or very delicate with my time, my free time. And it's not like when you're younger where you went to school and then you had nothing to do till the next day at school. Or, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Where you could really do anything. And uh, especially she judges me judges because me I play video games. If I play video games longer than 30 minutes, I'm a loser in her eyes. So I gotta. I have to like. It was, but I'm not a loser if I smoke a brisket all day, which I don't know. And uh, but I, that's where I found enjoyment. Where I get to wake up at 4 a.m., 3 a.m. and put it on, get it all ready. It's like an all day thing, especially when you eat it all week. It's so good. So okay. Well, now you're just making me hungry. Well, yeah. Oh, by the way. Uh, Yesterday, you know, I t we, the other day we had the uh, commissional coffee guests on, uh, Aaron and Sonia, or I, if, if memory serves, yes. and tried their coffee. They were really sweet and left us, uh, you know, some coffee, and I took a bag of, of their their roast. Oh my goodness, golly, it was really good. Oh my goodness, golly. Yeah, that's right. Omg. So, oh my goodness! How did, how did you prep it? Did you do the French press or did you? Do I didn't French. I want to, but unfortunately, my French press didn't make the flood. It was in a box from the previous flood, and it got okay. Flooded, and I just didn't. I felt weird about. I didn't think any amount of scrubbing would make it clean. Uh, so I did do. Uh, I put it in, in a uh, reusable Keurig cup, you know, one of the, the, the plastic ones, and ran it through my Keurig. And I definitely want to try it as French press, but it was, it was really good. I want to thank them. If they happen to be listening to Sonia and Aaron or with commissional coffee, go to commissionalcoffee.com. Uh, they were pretty good. Also want to take a moment to thank our sponsors. We haven't done it in a few minutes, but we do have Conroe coffee. We love Conroe coffee, clean sweep office cleaning. We love it when they clean our studio <coughs> hint, hint. and of course, Jay Stittleberg running for a County judge. And that's just weeks away. I cannot believe we are almost at, Election Day. This is some hardcore stuff happening. If you haven't registered to vote, do register. You still have time until October the 9th, I believe. And then uh, right after that, early voting will start. And then November 6th will be Election Day. Are, yeah. you, are you all uh, registered, ready to go? Yeah. Do you know who you're going to vote for? Uh, honestly, no. Uh, uh. Well, get to know your candidates. The one nice thing about early voting, it's go to one of the few. I don't need to know nothing to do nothing. To yeah, there you go. Vote uh, early, vote often. No, seriously, I'm the guy that, and I've said this before, I'll go and talk to the candidates. And I don't care what party they're with or anything. I'll, I'll find out what there is to find out about them. If I like what I hear, great. If I like how they interact, great. Uh, and many of my voting decisions have been based on that. Yeah. I so, guess, I guess. speaking of barbecue, beyond Dick's barbecue, we do have listener Missy saying that no one can beat Muford's barbecue in Victoria, Texas. Missy, love you, but the odds of me hitting down to Victoria are pretty grim. 
So uh, I need to know what the best local barbecue places are because everyone says they're the best in Texas. I mean, I would say arguably here locally, there's a place in um, uh, Old Town Spring called Corkscrew Barbecue. I believe I've been there. I can't remember though, so maybe not. But I, I think I passed by it. Old Town Spring Corkscrew Barbecue. You think yeah. they have like? Well, it's just good. It's consistently good. Okay. And it's it's a little bit more. I mean, because like. You have your fast food kind of barbecue, which is uh, like Rudy's barbecue. The who's Rudy? Rudy? Oh, Rudy! It's, I, I've never eaten at Rudy's. Yeah, it's, I call it. It's similar to like the fast food barbecue, which okay. is kind of like the because usually it's a gas station too, yeah. isn't it? Okay, but I mean it's still good. But it's like, see, I want barbecue that just blow my socks off. Oof! Well, yeah, my friend Aaron should make it for you. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's funny how home book, home cooked barbecue seems to be like the best. But if there's a restaurant, if there's a barbecue restaurant out there, I like Luther's just fine. I like Papa's just fine, or uh, uh, all of them, well, fine and dandy. I, well, the only thing that I would say if you if you do home barbecue, the nice thing is you can immediately eat it, and that's the best time to eat it. My, everyone says you should wait an hour, but no, I want to like chop it up right then and go at it. Um, no, my ribs are pretty good. I've got a rib recipe down, but I I don't grill them. I put in the oven, but I have a no, way. You should to... smoke them. I don't have a smoker. Well, I have one. Can I come over with some ribs and? Yeah. Now, see, I'm also the guy. I I prefer pork ribs over beef ribs by far. I don't know why. Who I... eats beef ribs? Well, they sell them at the store. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, let's take a break. Okay. Over all this food. I hate it. Uh, we're talking about it, so we need to not talk about it. And when we come back, we'll talk about more local events and things going on around town. And then uh, maybe we can update about the Kavanaugh hearing. I wonder if anyone's protesting, gotten kicked out. So far, no, but uh, okay, the votes are already coming in on good barbecue places. Keep it coming. Skippy's got to go keto, so I got to eat lots of meat, so let me know where to go. We'll be right back. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936-266-7632. We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star. Want to check out the fastest growing sport in the world? It's right here in Conroe, Texas, and it's Roller Derby. Conroe Roller Derby is a nonprofit recreational league of women and men who want you to come and check out the fast paced, hard hitting game of roller derby. The Conroe Cutthroats practice at Rainbow Roller Rink on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays. You can find our game schedule and more information on our website, www.conroerollerderby.com. 
Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com slash sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your question. Get seen on TV or YouTube and heard on our podcast, FM, and internet radio. Sponsor your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, Check out the Ticket Stub podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. Hello, welcome back to Mornings with Lone Star with Dick and Skippy. It's 10:29 on the dot here in the studio. We have Richard. We have Jonathan. Taking it our final half hour before we end off the show. I have no idea why I talked like that right now. Just thought I'd break it up a bit. Did you know it was me still? Yes. Okay. I got to work on my fake accents then. So uh, Dick and I are looking at some headlines that uh, some of them are kind of really out there. Now, one thing I want to I talk about. Uh, yesterday, I almost talked about this, and I didn't. It was on my list. But there was a news report, and I caught it on Fox News. So, you know, well, you know that... They, too, did something bad uh, about Jeremy Piven, the actor, Entourage, yes. and, and he was John Cusack's friend and uh, uh, serendipity. Anyhow, the report was he was emceeing this event about, uh, uh, like, abuse survivors or something, and he was telling jokes, and none of them, no one was laughing at the jokes. He wasn't being found funny. So he goes off on a, quote, expletive-laden tirade against them telling the audience to go f themselves uh looking really bad on him and this was hitting you know i was seeing this on multiple outlets and i thought man jeremy sorry to hear this he's gonna talk about it i'm grateful i didn't because today and, and the the source of this was the daily express which is a british newspaper now understand there are some papers in england like the sun uh that i remember i think it was the sun had literally the page three nude on page three every day, there was a topless woman. A photo of her with kind of Bambi likes long walks on the beach. Seriously, this is, you could buy your newspaper, open it up in page three, there'd be a topless woman. This is the kind of journalism that, you know, when there's not a, a First Amendment or, or whatever, you know, where you don't have the safeguards that are built in elsewhere, this is what you get away with. So today it came out that the incident with Piven literally did not happen. He emceed the event and video was presented to media, U.S. media outlets to where there was no rants. The people were laughing at the jokes. It was a very well, and you got to wonder, a British newspaper printed this as fact and every American outlet that I know of just grabbed it and ran with it. And no one... Well, it was know, an easy headline. Dick, you, you just nailed it. An easy headline. 
that didn't take no no one bothered to say i wonder if there's so surely someone's got video because you've pointed out many a time with a number of cell phones and selfies and everything going on out there surely almost everything that's newsworthy is captured by someone at some oh, yeah well this one was but no one asked the question so I'm glad that I'm not one of the people that hopped on that bandwagon because so many different outlets reported it, including ones that I would find typically above reproach, that I, I could have ended up with egg on my face. So definitely, I'm glad that that video existed because, again, think about it. Jeremy Piven could have lost movie deals, TV deals, uh, speaking engagements based on something that was 100. Well, the only thing factual was that he emceed the, that event. Other than that, everything was was completely fabricated. Shame, shame. Well, I think also with the world of social media and you know that that billionaire L.A. Times owner basically it's the cancer of our society, which is rich from a person who's a billionaire. Uh, but what I the way I see it too, where it comes out of is people are, will continue to use social media because they connect to people. And the world, I would say, a lot of people in this world need to connect and it's part of who we are in nature and like our, our natural makeup we need to be able to connect with you know if that makes sense we need mm -hmm. to be able to converse we have been for thousands of years uh defining what it is to communicate with folks we came up with a language we came up with different you know those kind of things right now yeah. I, I know that i personally am a little raw someone compares something to cancer uh and it's like earlier when I was talking about the AP was trying to compare the Kavanaugh hearings to the same level as 9-11, you know, the Twin Towers falling, Again, the JFK assassination, and the Challenger explosion. It's that's hyperbole. And so how does this billionaire equate social media to cancer? Because to me, cancer kills people. Well, I mean, I think at the end, oh, it, you could say on on the face value of social media, people will say, yeah, like it's bad. Maybe not use that term. It's cancer. Well, and I, but again, like, I know bad. I'm kind of sensitive also, to it. But what? What's the analogy? I don't know. Social media is to. I'm not talking about. I'm not focused on the words he chose. Well, I mean, but how is it? So, well, cancer is universally considered a devastating, yeah. killing situation. Yeah. Nothing good ever comes from cancer. So Are we how sure? is? You got me. If anyone, hey, if anyone's ever had a good experience with cancer, well, I mean, imagine, I'm talking surviving. I imagine cancer research has benefited from people having cancer. They probably figured out some other things. Well, yeah, if you want to hop on the conspiracy train that we've had a cure for cancer for decades. Well, no, I meant more of like going through the money. studies. You know, when you're basically researching stuff, there's a good chance you're going to find another solution to some other problem. Right, but I mean, okay, but on a personal level, like, oh, yeah. like this guy is indicating... It is a cancer or it is like cancer. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out how social media equates to the devastating effects of cancer. We can take take cancer out of the equation, the actual word, but just that how I'd like to, I guess, read more about how, how he means that. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's just, again, I think he just says that to, to get a point across real quickly without thinking about what the actual point is it's more of, we want you just to know. We think I think it's bad. And, and how did he release this? Uh, he was it was an interview. And did that interview go out on Facebook, YouTube? No, it's on. I found it on a website called CNBC. CNBC, and I think if you scroll down, you see at the bottom you can link that video to someone's Facebook account, Twitter oh, yeah. account, Instagram. So in other words, a guy equating social media to cancer 
did it on a platform knowing that it was going to go out on social media. Well, again, I think that's where people are going to consume their stuff. And I, maybe he's just saying that because L.A. Times isn't as successful as it was 50 years ago. Yeah, it's hyperbole. And again, so, much like you know, the Kavanaugh hearings can't hold a candle to the 3,000 people killed on 9-11. Can't hold a candle to Krista McAuliffe and the others who died on the Challenger. Can't hold a, can, a candle to how the world was rocked and shocked by the assassination of a president to put to try to put the Kavanaugh hearings anywhere near the same league. That just staggers me, this hyperbole. Well, you have to also you also have to accept that there's a lot of people who have more have a voice now and typically the most outlandish things for some reason get through. Mm -hmm. And true. And that that's in any situation. Like you know when you're always there, you know you're in a group, like I go to any PTA meeting and you'll have that one mom who's just like yelling and yelling and yelling and yelling, and it's like. But is she usually given the credence? Do people defer the pulpit to her? Do no, but she's still getting. She's the one that's you're occupying your hearing time too, because she's the one that's loudest. That's the one who's making the biggest, mm -hmm. you know, kerfuffle. If that's a word. Kerfuffle. It is an actual but word. That, Look it up. I mean, that's but that's what occupies your time, and that's what social media does. It gives opportunities for those people to be in front of you the most because of how outlandish and how the program Facebook and Twitter works because people share it because, again, they that's what people pay attention to. Oh, unlike cancer, you can always turn your social media off. Yeah. And that's why I say there's a big Well, I think difference. What, what will end up happening, too, in your journalism question, like, you know, because it's always kind of negative. Like, the main, you call it, but now we have that term mainstream media. You mm -hmm. know, it's like can't trust it or whatever, but... I think what's going to happen is going to people are going to become independent journalists, and that's who you follow, because they'll be paid well. Somehow there would be a payment system to support that kind of investigative journalism. But then again, like, where do you want to go? Do I want to go to Tom Brokoff to get my n news update anymore? Not really. I mean, I imagine that's going to slowly die out, where those people aren't going to get paid their contracts. Yeah, bit and, by bit, that will go go away. What if it goes the other way, Dick? Uh, that there are some countries. To where to be a journalist, you have to be licensed, you have to be certified. Yeah. You know, you have to follow certain standards, and if you don't, you know, you're in a heap load of trouble. Much like to be a lawyer, you have to pass the bar. Well, to be the, a doctor, the, you have to pass the, you know, be well, licensed. Well, the challenge for those folks is how to make money. That's the cha that's the greatest challenge. Like, you no one ever thought of being a blogger would make money, but I guarantee you there's at least one blogger out there who blogs. Or Instagrammers makes, or YouTubers. Money. Yeah, make tons of money. So it, they're, they're, when you find that way, and especially when that way is easier to find every year for more people, then it's going to become bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. But much like the, the, the bloggers or let's say the YouTube people that they have to, okay, I need more viewers, so I'm going to hurl myself off a 10-story building into a, a bowl of jello. Yeah, you know that's where. Or or you make a headline stuff. like, "Oh, hey, do we are we going to remember the Kavanaugh hearing like 9-11? But that see, what staggers me is that wasn't a blogger, that wasn't a YouTuber, that was one of the three major wire services in the world. Well, we all kind of know they're a joke. I know, but wow, how the mighty have fallen to to just cave into such a hyperbolic again. Yeah, you know this is as big as. I wonder what the best thing was before they did have sliced bread. I well, I always kind of compare it to the numbers of like eyeballs. And so it's like how many people are paying attention to these things and what's the real data today? Because, you know, Facebook shows data, mm -hmm. but we don't know if it's been manipulated or anything. But you'll see, oh, 10,000 views on, you know, uh, Adele's new 
song, so that makes that means it's successful, right? Mm-hmm. Well, not necessarily. Like, how much money did you they have? Nine thousand of them or Swahili. Well, not even that, but like, how much money does YouTube really output for Adele? Did they pay Adele like, oh, every time you get a thousand views, you get five dollars? But like, is that really a way to make money compared to the Rolling Stones thirty years ago? Because they were probably making you know twenty dollars per song play, you know that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Because it all, it all converts down to money and how they make it. But that's the way I kind of foresee it happening: is the, the world's going to figure out a way to pay individual journal journalists, investigation journalists, better, and so it's going to be, become more successful in the future. Well, what about the standards? And I guess that's my biggest question. Well, that's what I'm saying. People are going to stop looking at these current sources because it's just so ridiculous. It's not like the world is getting dumber. Okay. The world is getting smarter. You think so? Oh, yeah. Interesting. Because I think when you were, we're talking about education, and this is a great idea if we're talking about homeschooling, it's become a bigger and bigger deal because of people care about their education. Right. So I think the the heart is there for everyone to go, I wish everyone to have a, a good education. But we can also say you know, the strong survive, unfortunately. That's the way nature is. And the and I think there is something to be said for Darwinism. You're absolutely right. And I and I think kids are going to be pushed to become more educated on everything because of the access to Google and you know the the talk of it. Because that's one thing I always I always thought was funny is the current like for example in North Korea, there's got to be at least one family there that has access to the internet illegally and like how you learn what's happening in the world and how that can just wildfire the whole thing. Absolutely. I think that's why I kind of rant on standardized testing because by their very nature, you want uh, the schools are, are are judged and they get their money and resources based on the number of people who pass the standardized testing. So you want, you know, near 100% pass rate. Well, that means that for a standardized test, you got to lower the standards to the lowest common denominator. Yeah. You know, like the gazelles in a Darwinistic situation, this lowest gazelle gets eaten by the cheetah. So same same thing here. I think killing standardized testing would enable teachers or administrators or even schools or school districts to say, okay, we have a strength with this student or this class and that, that we don't have to dumb it down or lower the standards for the standardized testing. And that's why I feel very, very strongly about standardized testing and how to abolish it. Well, do something about it. I will. I'm going to run for, you know what? I'm going to run for school board sometime. When? Uh, as soon as I find out if there's one open and what the qualifications are, and to make sure I'm actually qualified to be one. All I don't right. want to run. Uh, just then I'll run against you. Awesome. So That'd we can talk great. about it. We can talk about it on the air too. We have debates every day. Oh, no, great. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. It's uh, and uh, we want to say thanks to our sponsors. That's right, Conroe Coffee, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, and of course. Chase Silbert for County Judge. Thanks for tuning in. We've got one more segment, so stick around. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936-266-7632. We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star. 
Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Hispanic Chamber Connections with Dr. Carlos Sanchez, president of the Woodlands Conroe Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, featuring event announcements, member highlights, and more. Tuesdays at 1 p.m., broadcasting from the heart of Conroe, Texas, on IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. A Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 647 3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Health Center Southeast Texas is a federally qualified health center. We accept Medicare, Medicaid, and most major private insurances. For our self-pay patients, we have a sliding scale discount program available. Our health centers have qualified providers and staff striving every day to provide the best quality of care to our patients. Services offered are family medicine, behavioral health services, telepsychiatry, and pediatrics. We have four area locations. Look at the Health Center Southeast Texas online at hcset.com. Welcome back. Morning's Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com. Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and broadcasting live from the LSCR studios. we got 10 minutes left in today's show. Is that all? That's all. Oh. Don't forget, for the rest of the show lineup on your community radio station, we got the Ticket Sub at noon o'clock doing a rewind, a group rewind of Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit. If you've seen the movie, make sure to tune in live and hear everyone's comments. On that, and then uh, we have Rick the Reluctant Cowboy. We have actually have a new show. Sorry about that. We have Ball Control. The dudes who do um, Nerd Thug Radio want to do a sports show, and they're doing it. So it's called Ball Control. It's at 2 o'clock today. So there's, I believe it's our third episode. Ball Control. Ball Control. Okay, I'm and glad you specified it was a sports thank show. You. I was unsure. Thank you. And then uh, on top of that, we got Rick the Reluctant Cowboy with Afternoons and Lone Star for music. And then, of, uh, and then at 7 o'clock, we have... Uh, the Reverend, Reverend, Reverend Julian Shea. So, but welcome back to Morning's Lone Star, hanging out with Skippy. Hello. And uh, let's go over to some events because it is the end of the show. Mm-hmm. So I kind of want to go over the upcoming things that the community needs to know about. And uh, I know I talked a little bit about the Woodlands Barbecue Festival, and that's supporting Pulmonary Hypertension Association, PHA. And uh, I'm going to be an MC, so if you are there, you'll see me on the stage introduce some folks. Uh, Brie Bagwell is playing there, so that's a big Texas music artist, and she's uh, very good. I've seen her live several times. And then, of course, there's going to be 15 to 16 
barbecue teams there. And basically, this isn't your normal barbecue cook-off, folks. This is, you come and try their barbecue. It's $50 will get you in the door, and you can have all you can eat, little snacks, and all that good stuff with music and drinks and all that kind of stuff, all going towards pulmonary hypertension. If you're a big barbecue fan and you want to get in early, $100 give you VIP pass, which will be early entry, a lot more stuff, drink tickets, all that good stuff. But uh, more information can be found at thewoodlandsbbq.com. That's thewoodlandsbbq.com. All right. We've also got uh, next door to us at the Crichton final weekend of Savannah Sipping Society. Okay. Great comedy, uh, female-driven. Get your tickets at uh, Crichton. Theater with an R E dot org. And then coming up soon, we got and Then There Were None over at the Owen Theater. Agatha Christie a Mystery. You may know it under the title, the old title of Ten Little Indians. And uh looks really good. In fact, uh, got some people in there that we know. We got Rick the Reluctant Cowboy and listener Dennis in that. He uh cut his hair and shaved his uh, well, beard. Maybe down. we should get them in as a guest. I think we so. Should, I think we should, should talk, talk about, about it. it and I want to go see it. So I, mean, I really don't care about it. I mean I'm just kidding. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. Well see, even though I know the plot, I still want to see it again because it's a great character study and it's great to see how people interpret the actors. So Dennis Rick and the others, I'm looking at you. And uh looking at I know October's just around the corner and you're looking for some Halloween events. There's a lot of stuff going around in Montgomery County uh, with your kids. Probably one of the biggest one here in Conroe is the Trick or Treat Trail, and then follow up with Movie in the Woods, brought to you by the Conroe Parks and Recreation Department, happening on October 20th, folks. So if you have kids, they're going to be doing a October 20th from 3 to 6 for the trail, which is similar to like trick or treating. You, you dress up and you trick or treat and you get candy and all that stuff. At Carl Barton Jr. Park, uh, it will open at 3 p.m. and then it'll close at 6 p.m. And if you stick around, they're going to be doing Hotel Trans- Transylvania 3 uh, in the a movie, the movie at 715 both events are free uh, visit cityofconroe.org for more information on that and happening next week my buddies with the Conroe Police Department are having their national night out with uh, with you it's a free event again hot dogs chips you know they're going to have a SWAT truck all that cool stuff so come meet your local police officers with national night out happening at the Target parking lot uh at the I-45 Highway 105. There's a lot of information. More information can be found with the Conroe Police Department. So, uh, yeah. Cool. Well, a story to take us out with, uh, some smash-and-grab thieves in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Yeah. Drove their van into a pot shop and grabbed all the uh, the herbs that were in the display cases there out front. And this is like in front of witnesses. This was not like after hours. Okay. And took off and left the van behind. And, well, apparently they're at home right now Smoking oregano. Apparently, most pot shops don't actually put the real product in the display cases. It's, really? Yeah. It's like, you know, you see the dessert things at the restaurants where you see the cheesecake. Yeah, I know. But, I don't, I don't yeah. Know. So, yeah, a group of teens, they smashed a stolen man into a marijuana dispensary in Colorado Springs. Uh, the owners of Nav- Native Roots uh, told news that they don't put marijuana in the display cases. Uh yeah, this happened just after 1 a.m. in front of several witnesses. Uh, one of the suspects threw a beer bottle at him as he called police. So let's see. We got a beer bottle with fingerprints on it. We got a van left behind with all kinds of DNA. Yeah. Enjoy That's your oregano, wonderful. kids. Uh, good luck with it. <laughs> That's wonderful. Yeah. So, uh, and then it is 1051. We got to be shutting it down. But I want to let people know we do have some people tomorrow. 
who do we do you know who we have tomorrow? Almost, I'm I'm just I'm gonna test him real quick. Yes, I, I do. Tomorrow on Mornings with Lone Star, Dick and Skippy, which is 104.5 and 106.1 on your Conroe FM dial, worldwide at IRLoneStar.com, and on your Facebook Live, we have Callie Wardell and Matthew Flores coming in the studio. Callie will be in at 9.30, Matthew will be in at 10. Yeah, they're, uh, Callie's with Wardell App Services, and then Matthew's with Rocket, R-O-C-K-I-T. Like Rocket! Music Studios. So that's going to be good. I'm excited about having those folks on the air. That's going to start around 10.30. But our show does start at 10. Again, I want to let folks know if you want to have an event or anything, uh, email us at mwls at irlonestar.com or visit us on Facebook, Maureen's Lone Star. We do, I do have this folder. I do like talking about events that are coming up. It is going to be a fun weekend. we got local plays going on here in downtown Conroe, music and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so... We encourage you to reach out to us, and we'll do all that cool stuff. Skippy, it was good to see you. Dick, it's always good Happy to see Thursday. you. Happy Thursday. Don't forget, folks, stick around at two at noon o'clock today with uh, Sh- Jack Ryan's Shadow Recruit. <laughs> and uh, Can't wait. Yeah, with a ticket stub. I know I'm a big Jack Ryan fan. That movie was – I haven't seen a Sum of All Fears, so I can't say it's the worst. But uh, I've imagined Sum of All Fears. Is well, I'm going to go back and finish watching season one on Amazon Prime of Jack Ryan – because I'm like four or five episodes in, and I think it's only six episodes, right? Something pretty small. Uh, looking good so far. I'd love to talk to you about it. Yes. It is 53. Thanks for tuning in. Maureen's Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com. We'll be back tomorrow at 9 a.m. here on Lone Star Community Radio. Believing for so long.